हेलो गाइस वेलकम टू अपग्रेड विद नकुल अगर एप्पल हर 11 महीने में अपने फोन अपग्रेड कर सकता है तो हम हर हफ्ते अपग्रेड क्यों नहीं हो सकते द पॉइंट ऑफ द शो इज वी मीट इंटरेस्टिंग पीपल दे गिव अस देयर प्रोडक्टिविटी हैक्स द टेक्नोलॉजी दे यूज और हम होंगे अपग्रेड उनके साथ Hi guys welcome to another exciting episode of upgrade with nakul and today i am super excited to welcome shakun um, to the show and you will love this episode i am telling you guys hey nakul so shakun uh, runs tickle.life which is a how would you define how would you define your website shakun tickle.life uh, is a discovery platform which is completely powered by the community of sexual well-being providers supporters professionals so that so no, yeah. no let me let me stop you there what is sexual well-being um if i if i put it in real easy terms it is about taking uh, taking care about your needs and desire where sexuality is concerned so for every person it's going to be different but overall it's just about accepting who you are and accepting who the other person is rather than doubting and rather than putting yourself in a certain kind of silo so is tickle a wikipedia of sex um it's graduating into becoming one it is kind of a wikipedia and and the reason why i i completely concur with what you're saying is because a lot of information that i'm looking out for a lot of information which a lot of my friends keep on asking me i've stopped google searching i've stopped going to different platforms i just know that the right people the right information would be available on tickle.life itself so it is graduating into becoming the wikipedia of sexual wellbeing and but how can you claim that this is the right information like i like google baba knows everything right <laughs> google baba knows everything and google baba also knows the things that we have on our platform because we are also on google at the end of the mm-hmm. day uh but there's a process that we follow so so what happens is um how we initiated was uh we got in touch with a lot of people a lot of organizations and a lot of uh professionals and academicians who were working in sexual wellbeing um environment so while they were working their main target was not about how well their ranking is on google but their main criteria of working in this area was that they want to help people or they want to make some uh, you know they want to break some roadblocks so those are the kind of people who actually form our community we do have few people who are known in the in the organization we have few people who are known and who have like really high ranking on google as well but we do also have people whose genuine information just goes off because they do not know how seo works and they might be their genuine information is is present on 10th or 15th or 30th page on google so that's the distinction between it we do have people who are not maybe tech savvy and i will consider me one of them i'm not saying i'm a sexual wellbeing professional but at least somebody who does not understand seo but do understand that there is you know sometimes you do things which are very google specific because you want to be showcased but there are few things that you just do because you really really want them to be done and that is the kind of criteria that we follow okay so uh, before we uh, i was getting on a call with you i went to tickle.life and i was so curious and i how did you how did you reach there um, i see and from your linkedin profile you are a season uh, pr professional from pr to startup and then the startup of uh, a very different one 
so so this field when you have technology and sex that's called sex tech uh, not too many people know it in india so like you have femtech edtech this is sex tech um so i i think that's also something interesting like because you you talked about that you know what i would like to know things also so that's why i'm sharing because here people usually do not know that this is the term that they use globally okay um so how did i do this um so for a very long time i was like when i was in india before i was so i was not happy with what i was doing um money was never an issue uh it wasn't like as if i was not making money i was not successful i was successful in whatever i was doing so it was it was actually going very good but the thing is because my advent has been with people who have run startups and i was i would always look at them and i would be like you know these guys are doing something really really cool and what we're doing is it is here right now but after few days it just goes off because that's how crisis communication and pr works so so you know it's just like you're helping but you still know that you know you're not reaching your potential so i've been like having that doubt for a very long time and then i was sitting in a starbucks once and i saw there was this uh, man who must be in his 60s in delhi uh, saket selectivity walk and he was looking at porn a porn clip and you know it's it's such a crowded place so you can easily uh, see you know what the other person is doing and he was just sitting alone and i'm pretty sure that you know he was waiting for other people to come by you know come his uh, his family to come and he had so many packages and he was just happy like more than the clip i was just looking at his face and he just looked relaxed you know like like how you read a forward message and you giggle or when you're feeling really depressed and somebody just tells you something or you hear a new, good news so you had that spark on your face his family came and his face completely changed and he was scowling again and obviously the clip was switched off so for a while it was very like it was funny so i kept on thinking about it that you know we we keep on thinking that our parents um our grandparents don't have means we don't accept them to close the door we don't expect them uh, you know like like we expect that after a certain age they would go for um you know they will go to a temple you wouldn't or they'll go for a family movie but you will never and never anything is um marketed as you know for people who have needs and they might be in their 60s or 70s so that was something something that, that that stuck by me and i did talk to a lot of people i talked to a lot of therapists and i got to know that you know that is also one of the reasons why a lot of people in their later age are not happy are not satisfied and the problems that they have with their families so so anyways it was just like more like you know like a research thingy that you do on the side and then, then you just talk and then you just laugh and then you just let let go of it So yeah so that was how it started and you know coming from a chota city i'm from jammu um and when you see people abroad you just get like you know this this image that the things are going to be better things are going to be so fun and then also always been an outsider here because the way we were brought up like i was brought up like you have to take um, take care of yourself you're equal to a man 
and you can do whatever you want to do so you come with that perception but when you go out i still do remember my first uh, adult movie which was when we were 16 no 15 or 4 like actually i don't even remember how old we were but we were not adults me and two of my friends uh, we went to see monsoon wedding and we were only three girls in the theater and i'm pretty sure the guys did not see the movie and it was such a horrifying experience for us because they kept on teasing us and this was in jammu yeah this was in jammu and and this is the funny thing that our parents actually dropped us for the movie yeah. but the kids want to see the movie and they want to see this movie okay fine we'll drop you i was brought up in delhi and in delhi uh, during the 90s uh, at the early 2000 um when i was just about to pass school uh, there was a concept of morning show uh, in delhi cinemas and they had these uh, weird uh, movies and these were proper you know b grade soft porn movies uh, which was censored um and was only would only play at 10 am in the morning and so me and couple of my uh, Uh, school buddies, uh, as a as a gift to ourselves uh, for passing out school, went to these morning shows, and believe me, even being guys, it was a harrowing experience. Uh, not because the movie was bad, the movie was bad, uh, but uh, the people uh, who we were surrounded with were so sexually frustrated that. Uh, their emotions were coming out in the hall itself <laughs> so it was disgusting from that point of view so for me that was an adult movie <laughs> but anyways um so i got in i got in three colleges i wanted to get into politics uh because i thought you know <laughs> that's something that i should do uh because i was in crisis working with politicians so you start understanding and you just start seeing like huh this is something that will be interesting um so chose hague because it had criminal court of justice so that was very interesting for me and i realized it's a small city you know you'll actually would get to meet a lot of people which happened but it also was interesting because there used to be a sex toy shop next to my house and i used to pass by every day but i never go inside you know it's just like oh it's a candy land but i'm not allowed so one day two day three day it took me six months i'm super frustrated because why can't i just go inside i'm i'm independent i've always earned my own money i've always you know like i've just told even to go out i just told my family that i'm i'm going to go and study further and i'm going to take a sabbatical so so, so did go inside and and the and the woman was amazing she just asked me what are you uh, you know how can i help you i had no idea how did she help me because i don't know about these things um and and just because you know you have this thing that oh you're 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 touching 30 and you don't know people are going to judge you so i ended up lying because i think that old guy was still in my head somewhere so 
So I just said, hey, I'm here to look out for something for my aunt. It's her birthday. And she's in her 60s. Ooh. Yeah, what can I get for her? One that oh, there were like thousands of things. <laughs> I did not even know which side to point out. How do you like like is is vibrator the right term, or vibrator is the technology? You know, like which brand is good, which is not. So there were like so many questions and so many things which I did not know of, and just because I did not want to be judged that I don't know things. And she looked at me and she said. What does she like? Which really triggered something in me that I don't know what I like personally for myself. How can I say what will my aunt would like or anybody would like? So, so more from a marketing, more from a selling point of view, uh, I opened up. I started going to multiple shops. I must have gone through approximately hundred shops. Yeah, so asking about different and all across Europe, I did not even just like you know use uh, Netherlands. I just started like going around and asking people about different uh, relatives of mine. I'm looking out for my friends. I'm looking out for this, 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 and everywhere the question was same. What do they like? So it just opened that you know most of us do not know what do we like. So how can anyone tell you what you should buy? I went into so many stores and same things. What are what do they like? What do they like? What do they like? So did not feel right. Did a lot of research and I realized most of the products that you say they are uh, the descriptions are pretty. You know they they expect that a person would know. Or, or they will be like, you know, it has got so many megawatts, so many this. That's scary. Like I could not, could never understand what exactly would this thing do while reading it, because I've not been brought up, I've not been taken through, you know, like a proper coaching. So, so anyway, so that happened. Uh, came back to India um, and knew that you know I'm going to be doing something here. How I don't know. Maybe like in the shadow. Because I don't want to be Rakhi Sawant, or I don't want to be called a sex symbol, and I don't want dick pics. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't get any dick pics, which is very amazing. Because I hear a lot of women keep on talking about it, but my inboxes are completely clean. Uh, so, so I think people are like now scared of me. <laughs> like she would know even more than us. Um, so yeah, so um, so did few parties here in India. Meetups uh, with people who I knew have traveled abroad. They had money. They had exposure. They have dated to figure out what do they think. Most of them are frustrated if they're single, but most of them are not ready to experiment. Most of them are confused. Most of them do not know what consent is, and the way they're saying is like you know it's like they're it's funny. Because they don't genuinely know what consent is, or how do you ask for consent? So these all things started. Uh, then I said, "Oh, chhati ke baat experiments ho gaye." So let me just uh, create an MVP, hired a software agency, uh, made a very shitty-looking chat uh, MVP where people could anonymously talk to each other and resolve each other's issues. That was the logic. So. We had around by like five thousand people on second day itself. 
So say I have some problem, some sexual problem. I go to your website. Hmm. Uh, is there a chat box? How does how does it work? Uh, see, we do have a chat bot, but what we've noticed from how consumers have been uh, uh, utilizing the platform, and that also helps us to keep on reinventing ourselves. Uh, what we've noticed is that they usually already come with some request, and when I talk about requests, most of them are very um, are not very specific. So, like. a lot of people would come because they just want to know about lgbtq they're not talking about what do they want from lgbtq they're just saying hey i am interested in lgbtq but i'm not too sure what it is so they would come they would search on the search engine and then as a second step they will start messaging us so when they message us there's somebody in the in the platform usually to answer their questions or second uh, which i think is is something that i personally really love is they they somehow directly start interacting with the people whose content they have been consuming so whether the content was in form of a video or whether it was a stand up comedy that they've seen or reading a content or even hearing a podcast then they start connecting with that person so they keep on waiting for that person to you know share something new on tickle.life i think a lot from entrepreneurship so i really feel that there are huge opportunities uh, as indian mm-hmm. we lose out because uh, nobody really exploited this industry um in india and there is a lot of money to be made from and yeah. i'm just right now my my focus target would be frustrated men you know women by women are the most active in this industry yeah, i i expect they would be right but uh, no, i'm saying this is like low hanging fruit uh, see uh, for men also na like because we were like um, uh, when we were doing a research across we realized a lot of men also think that it is not manly enough if they take care of themselves so even when you look out for the toys which are sold most of the toys are sold which are women centric rather than men centric so what these guys have started doing is and i do know a lot of these production houses and designers and startup guys who are making products that they start making toys which are uh, unisex so it's still the target still was men but you know still they know that okay most probably men might not buy so at least women would or they might force into having this as a couple toy okay so you met a lot of experts uh, you saw all these from what do you do and the chat thing didn't work what is the next step um um so they did not come and the reason why they were not coming was because they were like already in deep shit they were doing multiple jobs except very high profile therapist slash sexologist not sexologist slash therapist see the difference globally and not even talking touching india anymore because i'm frustrated with india uh are um are doing multiple jobs because they can't sustain but they have so much knowledge they're doing so many things so what can we do so we started talking to them and we realized that they had a lot of data with them which completely was not seeing the light you know like was not seeing the day anymore and so they would like desperately sometimes going on facebook then they would be banned on facebook then they'll come on twitter then they'll be like banned on twitter then they'll go on insta you know so they're always running and obviously always hustling while knowing that they might not make money out of it 
so we just told them and we had this event that we had to attend in us i got hold of someone and i said i'll give you a sponsorship please go and you know start taking a name uh so we just needed to showcase something we can't like you know just send someone without anything so uh we got a wordpress thing made by then luckily i had my co-founder parag who's amazing uh and we just made like you know because we just had like one day let's make a uh wordpress um what about content because we don't know how to write content also and i don't want this is this this is this it is it does just does not need to know about you know those education centric two or three things um so we asked these guys who we had connected with and who had data hey can we at least have your old data for now with permission and they said yes so we just got like two or three we hired two interns from gender studies mm. they wrote few articles which we always used to get flake for because it was so indianized um but anyways tkl you know let's go um so that's how it started then we we realized that okay people are coming people have started thinking of tickle.lize as somebody who's who can you know bring them together from a b2b point of view at least because we just wanted to you know solve like chicken and egg where is chicken where is egg first find chicken then we can find the egg so so the chicken somehow started realizing that ha huh, you know if i don't have to work too hard if i have my old content let me just push it and let me also uh, tell them that hey i'll also give you some new content does that work rather than putting it on four five places might as well put it on tickle.life it's a easy name also so and we were okay because we needed this so that's how we started and with time we realized that you know it started growing on its own we completely started focusing on market in us north america as such we did not talk to anybody in india anymore we did not talk to anybody anywhere else and then what happened is like you know the chain reaction started people started referring other people uh in india like the initial content pieces whoever would read and they were my friends who were in journalism and in startups they would be like are you opening a porn site uh why don't you go and you know like revamp it into a women fashion site um why don't you just talk to you know talk about women sexuality but my funda was clear that if i don't know yeah. what i am i need a place to figure out who i am and right now the only awareness that is available easily is about lgbt but what if i'm not l i'm not g i'm not b and i'm not t then what you know because that's what's been happening because we don't have the awareness because of which we end up doing something else like 3 months back i got to know that approximately 1% of the entire population in the world are asexual people mm-hmm. and nobody talks about them 1% is a big number what is asexual people i don't know sorry asexual people mean uh yeah that please you don't have to apologize um i don't know half of the things trust me <laughs> so it's about you know people who might have uh, emotional connect they might fall in love romance but they don't have sexual inclinations so so they want everything 
but they just don't want to consummate the relationship all right and so yeah and now so i've understood and now i'm going through your website so how would you term your business model as see it's going to be contextual commerce uh so people usually come through the content uh they explore the content we have people approximately staying for 2 minutes minimum um and while they're exploring they start exploring so it's just like you know um shakun as a user comes shakun is shakun was inquisitive about transgender she started the transgender that's why we bifurcated assuming that shakun would not know anything so shakun comes she starts exploring and while she's exploring she would like to know about different things as well and once she reaches a stage she'll be like then now what that's it i can just read i can just listen i can just watch i need to you know like actualize my interest so i might need a toy or i might need a book or i might need something so that's the that's the logic that we've been going through and we did an experiment with a shop last month and we realized that people do go and people do go and explore uh but we've realized that and we've decided as a uh as a team that our personal focus will be more on the merchandise business rather than on toys and all but all our partners can put anything in the shop as a market space so um so that they can all start so earning money and yeah. from affiliate i am understanding and then the merchandise you will manufacture yourself is that something yeah 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 so we will be like uh we will be uh making money from affiliates on one side and second side is we will be uh manufacturing white labeling because we want to get into multiple products just not just on merchandise we been talks with people to uh to create few um different categories for us because there are a lot of things in in life which can actually help you for your sexual well being and you'll focus on the us market uh see for selling for first we want to focus on north america as a whole because that's where most of our target is coming from but we did realize from me that a lot of people are coming from india and when they come they stay they stay for you know they stay they are actually going across they're you know exploring more which was very interesting for us because we don't have any india specific right. content so when i go to your website it doesn't feel indian because it was never meant for india i was just completely like so like oh my god here nobody is going to help me or support me it's all going to be gyan <laughs> that you're doing something wrong so might as well do where you know where there are better chances and where the market is more evolved so what is the top weirdest thing you have seen on your platform um it's very funny like a lot of people actually ask us if, can i talk to a bot and you you <laughs> can go on any random website and talk to a bot yeah yeah th- that's a strange part and that's what we thought like you know why do they want to talk to a bot but then we actually realized something very interesting uh and we were talking to somebody at uh uh There's this professional who works and who's working in robot robots and sex, 
so so the understanding was a lot of people they are very skeptical about human relations and there could be like thousands of reasons the biggest reason is that they are scared of being judged so they start feeling more comfortable with a machine and judgment has has always been the precedent of why a lot of people do not talk about sexual well-being uh, they don't talk about themselves they don't talk about other people because they just are scared of being judged when you started out you saw sex shops in europe and then uh, you got curious you went in so i remember this particular incident i i i was in my college so yeah i was 21 22 and i had gone to a college trip to bombay and they have this place called fashion point something like that and this was my first college kind of trip mm-hmm. to bombay and i saw these thele walas yeah right out there full of dildos really yeah and vibrators and i was like dude what's happening in bombay <laughs> oh my god i had no idea about that so did you buy anything did you inquire <laughs> no i didn't know buy anything but it was 2006 i had seen those things in porn but mm-hmm. uh, and i was just freaked out that somebody selling it on so you know those thelas which sell you know uh, imported rubbish yeah electronic stuff right yeah. and they at one side of it was just dildos yeah but you were curious and Why why do you yeah, think, why I, do you think you did not go and buy? Yeah. So first of all I did not need a dildo but uh yeah I I, I didn't even ask. But do we have sex shops in India? Do you do you uh, know any? They're all underground, but e-commerce is pretty open. Uh but otherwise it's all underground. So so no, it's But if e-commerce is allowed to sell this, you can't have a on you physical shop. You see everything you can have you know there's it's it's a very big gray area uh honestly like i'm not a lawyer so i can't be like complete a judge of what is right and what is wrong here but i do know there's there's a problem and the problem is nobody knows exactly what law is so just think about it like even when i wanted to start vertical.life a lot of people in the startup sector itself they told me not to register in india even though i'm not doing anything illegal you know but the reason was like there would be so many complications there would be like you know it's it's going to become really difficult and then you just say that okay what is the easier way of doing it so now i'm getting more curious what do you mean by these underground sex shop in india and where are they uh yeah. Palika Bazaar in CP. Ah, now I come to think of it. Yeah, so that Bombay experience is similar to a Palika kind of market. Yeah, uh, Chani Chowk. But I have not seen dildos in Palika. You need to go again. <laughs> and what do they all sell? The so dildos is one thing, but I'm sure there are loads of other things. Uh, see, see in India, most of the time, what happens is uh, that we need to understand one thing: that people are not that well aware. So when they are not mm-hmm. well aware, and when you talk about sex toys, most of the time they just understand two things: one is a vibrator, and that is because thanks to Nokia, you know that old phone that we used to have, eleven hundred, yeah. So that was considered to be one of the best vibrators for women. Um, and the second thing is dildos. That's all they know. So even when I keep on talking to a lot of people who think that I'm into sex toys, these are the two things that they keep on asking. And then I'm like, you know what? There are so many things that it that it's not even funny. Like yesterday night, and in fact, I was talking to somebody in the morning that we are trying to do a research paper. That I got this um, product. Uh, if, if suppose if we want to showcase it, it's a uh, It's a it's a butt plug, LED butt 
butt plug so think about it you know it will like shine those led seven colors so so things are wild there are a lot of things available but in india you also we have to realize that you know the only like two or three things are available in the underground market because people do get them people would not get something which is very very complicated very interesting now i know um you run this but uh, you are also an expert on everything sex and you talk to all the experts not just in india but you're connected to the porn industry in the us uh you know the wellness people you know the therapist so i have more broader questions and because we are both indians i would love to understand why is there no indian porn site why why do indian entrepreneurs not go after this market one is um because indian uh, actually porn for a very long time was predominantly white we want white we want uh, to experience white people and there's a very big tussle that's actually happening in the porn industry right now that if if you see if you see any porn video actually most of the porn videos you'll always see that you know what is a black guy doing a black guy is either um you know a repair man or is a slave or you know those of uh, those menial jobs but you will but it would be very difficult to find porn where a black guy or a person of color is at a very high position so when that happens that actually starts redeveloping into you know what kind of storylines you're going to have what kind of things that you know will come out of it so i think that's also a very big reason and the second most important reason is like right now porn industry is really suffering and that is because of all the tubes that are available so you get to see free porn on pornhub you get to see free porn on x hamster you're not paying but there was a time when these porn sites could make enough money by just having people register and you know you you pay per click so these are like two reasons but it's also about there are a lot of porn indian movies which are created but they are also underground and then what they do is they usually put it on one of these tubes like pornhub so i just think that it also is very important about the legal laws and about how people um consider it to be a good uh you know a good work uh like i'll give you an example of myself like whenever i post something about what we are doing i get a lot of dms from my friends who are from the startup industry but i do not get a lot of retweets so people are ashamed to be associated with it yeah so like if you are ashamed you can't go home and say that you know mom i raised so much money and i'm going to make porn movies has that or if you're looking so for yeah. so let me do a disclaimer mom dad please do not listen to my podcast because we are going to talk about lot more things which are going to be very embarrassing Uh, and and i hope my parents also don't watch it like <laughs> no 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 they should listen everybody should listen <laughs> I, otherwise we will be stuck in those olden ages yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy that's true like i'm pretty sure that porn people say that porn is bad but porn also is not bad it actually provides a lot of people a lot of insights but it's also about you know if you look at porn you should look at it as any other media any other entertainment and usually what people are asking for is what sells so when we were talking about you know color that has been selling for so long you know that's an aspiration that we have and that's why we have porn which is you know specified to that area but now yeah, i've never thought of porn of being racist till you just called it out um and i have never analyzed it like that but 
don't you think you're taking it too far no that's not just me that's the entire industry that's talking about it mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just sharing what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing from people because that was how the question started what i believe is completely different i don't consume porn that often mm. so i'm just saying that what yeah. what happens and it's been happening for so long if you if you go today and you you do a research on the biggest porn uh, producers in past 30 years 90% of them are white mm. all the <laughs> porn stars that you can think of even if you don't know their names just think about them yeah i'm thinking about them yeah, but and- we have to do the podcast <laughs> um, so let's move on <laughs> but uh, okay what do you think is the future so do you think you will see in 5 or 10 years in content being produced in india uh, websites being run out of india do you think that's going to happen that has actually started happening really yeah uh, we do have few amazing content uh, centric platforms that are coming out of india but um it's also um you know they are talking from a very um like what i've seen like you know i might be completely wrong but like they are not talking about a lot of stuff they are not they like you know some of them are actually assuming or they are completely catering to cisgender people so it's either lgbt or it's cisgender so people are not talking about a sexuality people are not talking about pronouns and pronouns yeah. just not from sexuality point of view even like from a professional point of view even when you're not even going out and say hey i'm a sexual well being you know a sexual person these few things are still missing like how are you supposed to ask what is your pronoun like you've not given me the right to assume that you know you use a pronoun he i should be asking you and likewise and this is how globally the things are changing but in india things are still at a very nascent stage but when you talk about 10 years i i i think you know things are going to change people have people have started becoming very vocal you see on instagram people are talking about it people are talking about gender people are talking about sexuality people are still not talking about porn because they've still not been um made aware of how porn industry works so so i okay. I, i think it's pretty positive how does the porn industry work so i am curious <laughs> porn industry works as any other industry porn so there's supply has, and there's demand yes there's supply there's demand and if it's, if you have worked in the entertainment um sector so there's there there are writers who write stories and then there are actors who are specialized into porn um and there these are produ- producers so producers have different um you know channels to through which they will publicize or they will release those videos most of them are movies um there are investors who invest um most of the porn uh, you know you know people who work in porn porn industry they are well educated they know what they're talking about they are from ivy leagues as well they are phd holders as well and they're also like you know people who who just started like 10th or 12th it's it's completely if you take bollywood that's one industry for you then there are awards there are hollywood awards that happen there are awards which happen in germany um some some porn stars are making millions some porn stars are not able to make millions because their deals are not properly done there are lawyers who actually just work in the porn industry they just specify you know like how you have a uh, celebrity lawyers likewise you have scouts you have then marketing agents uh then a lot of these porn site um uh, porn stars they decide that hey you know what i just want to work alone so they do have my fan accounts where they where they make more money 
on the side if they want to and if they're not as big as few of the porn, porn stars are. So it's completely same. You'll talk to them, you'll be completely amazed. Like I remember the first chat that I was supposed to have, I was really scared because oh my God, you know, what am I going to be talking about? Or who are these guys? You know, I was so in off them. And once you start talking, it's completely same. There's no difference. Sorry, you lost me there. They, are you saying there's a porn award like an Oscar? Yeah, there are multiple. Oh, let, let me just Google that. Please do. <laughs> Okay. Porn awards. Okay. The porn awards are called Avian Awards. Yeah. Which are... So Avian is a uh, is a media house. Um, it works with the adult industry. So so they work with, you know, porn sites. They work with uh, people who are working with porn. There's a complete tech involved uh, in, the, in the adult industry. Uh, they have CRM models. There's everything same that you can think of. Yeah. So they just did the 37th Avian Awards. Yeah. So for the last 37 years, they've been doing these awards. Oh, my God. I know I know about the tech. I know that, um, you know, the tech, especially video compression um, and uh, any kind of uh, video related technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are the first adopters. Um, and there's a lot of money if you are in video tech uh, for one. I just didn't know that the, the other side. This, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's completely like any entertainment industry that you can think of in the world. It's as simple as that. The only reason why it's it's struggling right now is because of the advent of tubes. So now something very interesting that has started coming in is you know aggregators in their field. Mm-hmm. So aggregators make it a make it a point that they also pay these guys, pay the producers. You know, which was not happening before. So. You, Tubes, usually what happens is if I've downloaded an, uh, you know, a video, then I will upload it on Pornhub, for example. Mm. And then it's gone. It's up. I'm not making money. I stopped making money. But with aggregators, at least I can still make money. So they have started becoming, they started understanding that, hey, I want to work with aggregators. And a lot of porn, uh, people who are in the adult, adult industry, I think that's a better term to use. They have mm. started, you know, venturing to sexual well-being from a complete like b2c point of view like there was this initiative in new zealand it's a lovely ad if you see uh so you know two porn stars they come they, they ring a bell and and the mom opens and they say that you know what your kid is watching uh and getting all the information from porn and watching us and then the kid comes out it's a fabulous um advertisement done with the government in new zealand so so the adult industry itself has also started graduating towards sexual well-being industry, which is which is huge. Like even for Tickle.live, we've collaborated with two two producers and, and they want to work on completely sexual well-being content. Like how can we work? How can we start, you know, projecting what exactly is happening and how can we help people? Okay, that's very interesting. Now let's come back to India. Hmm. Now, um, when you and me were offline, we were discussing these dating apps in India. So, you know, the Lamar, the Bigo, bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which are, I, I, I don't know how to categorize them. So I think they're, first of all, do you know about these apps? What do yeah, you I feel do. about these apps? I do. Would you call them dating apps? 
they don't actually graduate into dating so but, but they are actually catering to the same need which is mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are alone and they just need somebody to talk to and somebody to listen to so from that logic it's pretty similar to dating apps but otherwise otherwise i would not call them dating apps because they are not maturing into relationships but then you know it's like i i honestly i do not even have an opinion on what we will call them because most of the dating apps also you do not expect to find relationships so in no, fact but- Yeah. So I would call Tinder so what I've heard is Tinder is a hookup app but yeah. something like a Bumble or what is the Indian name I forgot the Indian one Truly Madly uh, Truly Madly those are those are genuine right See what do you mean by genuine every app would have yeah. same people Yeah so all kind of people but yeah would yeah, still there would be people looking for love So okay I did some experiment okay um 2 years back I made an account in multiple apps and my thing was just to figure out what should be my target audience and what exactly people are looking out for I must have met like not too many people because it was really exhausting um what you realize is that it's pretty easy to find dates like when people want to come and meet you that's it's pretty easy and it's all across even on tinder it's pretty easy men are desperate for somebody to ask them right questions so most of these dates that i went to i just was asked i must have asked like three or four questions each and people just could you know talk on and on and on and on and on and on so it just showcases you that you know men have so much to talk about as well but they don't have people to think about or you know people it's always like you know women unfortunately has always had an upper hand and when they do have this you know such apps like like lamor just gives you an hmm. opportunity as a man that okay fine you know what i really want to just go out and talk i just want to warm it what's happening and there's some place where i can and also because when we look at india we are a frustrated country we don't talk about sex we don't even use this term for our listeners let's let's uh, deep dive uh, deep dive into it and understand what what do they do so if i download the lamora and or so there is live you lamor uh, tumel uh, i'm just googling all of them and uh, i think lamor is now banned also by because of its chinese or something but basically you download the app and then suddenly uh, girls start pinging you saying that hey i want to chat chat with you chat with you chat with you and then you have to pay to chat with them and what i figure out is there is a chatbot at the end of it which had pictures of girls and that's how they are making money is that true yeah it's it's true and it's completely similar to uh, what was happening like long back when people used to you know get those numbers raat ko call karo so and so main akeli hu but but there is a, always a real person behind it right here there's not even a real person you're talking to i actually know someone who used to send messages he was a guy and he had like 15 other men working and they used to send such messages mai akeli hu mujhse baat karo they all men it happens um he he actually told me something very interesting he said whenever you're sending a marketing email to people always sign off as a female because people end up opening more emails which has a female signing off there's no new phenomena it's about you know how do you keep on maturing or how do you keep on making things better and more efficient so initially people used to call a number and there used to be a woman who used to talk to you then now it's like you know how do you make it more efficient from an app point of view let's have bots and bots actually can understand the initial discussions only the problems happen when you know like when you start having mature discussion like there's a platform called euphoria and there are partners 
so if you open them you know all the content content is batical dot life uh so mm-hmm. what they're doing is they are catering to different sexualities and people who identify as different sexualities but what they do is they have few scenarios created so scenarios would be um conference and romance i'm just giving a random uh okay. example so what happens is there's a bot who's chatting with you so they will have like you know four or five messages from the bot and then the bot will ask you like what do you want more and then you have choices and then you pick one choice and you know the con- conversation starts going accordingly and it's actually funny because when i was i was experimenting with it i was actually smiling in between you know like 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 a bot is complimenting you and that's so funny but if you think about it people actually want that confirmation you know people want to feel special people want to still feel human and people still want to feel hot and and bots bots are how it works because otherwise it will be so difficult if you have 100 million people at one time 100 million women talking to you that will be very difficult especially in the initial conversation so so there are so many people who are just frustrated to talk to somebody and hmm. you do you know this phenomena in japan where they have virtual girlfriend virtual pets yeah do you think something like that would work in india uh see uh india so so what happens in japan is people live alone in india most of the people do not live alone mm-hmm. yeah so people live in families there are joint families uh so it's a very social country to be in um and in fact this was like one of the discussion and i was asking this question and according to these guys who are really working with robots and you know sexual robots they say mm-hmm. that you can expect something of this sort in next 50 years when the difference between what is a robot and what is a real human being would completely vanish so i might expect then it would be a better time to think about but if you think about right now like even you you know like you joke that i hope that my parents don't listen to this so just imagine thinking of having you know a robot at your house right now a sexual companion people will completely think you're you're gone crazy no but i i totally agree to it but i don't think it will take 50 years i think another 10 years and you're there hopefully see robots are already done so there's a conference that happens every year and it's a um, i'll send you the link of the conference it's uh, uh, love robots i think uh, and it's by david lay so they all there are robots and that's what they've been working on see the major problem is not about creating somebody who looks like a human being the problem is about conversation because you really also want to talk uh, talk to that you know that thing you know what i've heard that you know alexa or google home can be done in a better way but these organization don't want to do it because it will scare people so that's why the voices are so robotic instead of they could they could just easily do it in a very natural voice we have heard amitabh bachchan is going to be the voice next year yeah i'm sure they'll charge a arm and a leg as a subscription for amitabh bachchan voice <laughs> <laughs> i don't have an uh, idea but but i think that would be really cool but but like you know when you're talking about people being scared and that was what uh, this conference actually talks about two times in this um, in their six years they have been banned and all these guys are academicians so they are not even like you know completely from adult industry or or you know they are not like you know scantily dressed no no they are scientists yeah yeah they are right? scientists and 
and that's the thing like you know people are scared of everything why are we scared of sex like if even um even if you go and you research on google about sex or if you search on any of the social networks most of the time you would not even get to see things because because they are shadow banned so it's just like you know everything yeah we have made things so complicated and and before coming into tickle dot life i thought you know what it's going to be easy it's going to be fun but now we started understanding the problems now we've started understanding why so much is um, you know not in the open because it's also been made you know that that it can't be easy like we also had like one or two articles of ours uh, which was you know sent by other people and google just sent that you know what we can't um, index them and if you read the articles they were absolutely fine you know because everything is automated so it's just like we might be talking about what is going to happen in 10 years what is going to happen in 20 30 40 years but we also have to understand that there's so much censorship around that how is that going to happen we don't know even if everything is available so i i know google censorship sucks but you have no option you have google or apple and you have to <laughs> yeah there's only uh, two devils left right now absolutely so so that's why like like a lot of podcasts which people are talking about sexual well-being they will categorize it under relationships or they'll categorize it under lifestyle even if it will like if i'm looking out for something from sexual well-being point of view i might not think about lifestyle unless i'm super bright or i'm from marketing you know so that means i desperately wanted to hear somebody tell me that if i'm feeling this it's absolutely fine but i'm not able to find that even though i'm desperately looking out for it okay coming back to those apps now there are these people who are using these apps to vent out their frustration do you think that's the right way or is there a better way for them to talk to people and the, I, this is the best way i can describe um see sexting is not bad and that's what they're doing most of the time but sexting without a consent is bad sending unsolicited dick pics with bots they don't need a consent yeah then it's absolutely fine it's their money it's their time and if they have some frustration why not take it out on them you know rather than going out and sitting and you know like teasing a woman if if i'm i'm assuming you know if you're just talking about men and we're talking about heterosexual men so so i i don't think so there's there's a problem i don't think so like you know people saying sexting is bad or people saying that you know talking to people bad talking about sexuality is bad as long as it is done in the right way it's not bad but when a bot tells you that i am not a bot but i'm a human being then that is bad because that because the person did not give a consent that i have con you know i'm giving you consent to talk to a bot i gave you a consent to talk to a human being so what what is the right way for them how do how do they relieve their frustration because they're still in india how do how do they improve themselves see people never have a problem whether they are talking to a bot or to a human being so if you tell them that you know you'll be talking to a bot and when they talk and they realize the the you know the the mature level of the bot then they would not have a problem because they would know at least you know what whatever i'm saying i can actually go all out you know i've given money i know you know this bot is not going to say anything to me let me just take out everything that's in me you know that's what you do in counseling that's what you do in therapy so it's also kind of therapy but wouldn't that encourage their behavior see see i'm not an expert as such because i'm not a therapist but i just think that you know a lot of time what happens is we people have not been communicating with our needs and desires and that has called down into what is happening around world so if you see countries where sexuality is pretty open and you can talk about it 
you will see lesser number of cases against women lesser number of rapes lesser number of molestation cases that's that's my opinion that we have to open it up and if it is and if you're not comfortable talking to people then talking to bots is perfect like um when i just started my job my boss had actually told me one thing that if if your client is really um not understanding what you're trying to say and you're really in a very foul mood write an email but put it in draft and you will understand like you know once you've saved it to a draft you will feel light and then you can start thinking right so it's the same way you're feeling frustrated you are feeling horny and you don't have anybody around so there are two things which are you're going to do one is you're just going to go and find the first woman if you're that desperate or if there is a platform where actually you can talk then why not or if there's a platform where you can really understand what's happening to you why not this is a super interesting business idea now for anybody out there who wants to get their hands dirty in a uh, in the adult industry <laughs> okay um so how do we reach you how does how do people reach out to you um uh, uh and uh, i know you they can go to tickle.life but how do how do they follow you mm, they can uh so tickle.life is on twitter um actually twitter is the best twitter and reddit but if anybody wants to get in touch with me you can just search for my name sethi shakun on twitter or you can just drop me an email at shakun@tickle.life and we can take it from there but if you're just thinking that you know you can discuss your sexual problems with me then i think then you can just directly go to the platform that's awesome okay shakun thanks a lot for talking to us uh, we had a great time so guys update hua kya you were listening to update with nakul a production of the podium talking don't forget to like and subscribe